welcome to this episode of Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode focuses on a critical set of issues that center on access to affordable and nutritious food. The Feeding America Network, which coordinates the work of hunger relief organizations across the United States, reports that last year, 60 million Americans called on food banks and organizations such as Shepherd Community to help feed themselves and their families. Jay, let's review how the pandemic affected Shepherd's neighbors in terms of access to healthy food. Well, there already was a food insecurity challenge within central Indiana, and a lot of great organizations are out there tackling that issue, really led by gleaners. And, uh, and what, what John Elliott at Gleaners would say is, we already had a group of folks who were food insecure, and then we added a, a bunch more uh, through COVID. And what we've seen is some of those folks are dropping off but we've also uncovered more of the hidden hungry through this that uh, maybe don't know how to call for help or or don't know how to navigate for services. And uh, so it's been a a good opportunity for us to uncover um, folks who were going unserved. Uh, Hunger in in central Indiana, hunger in Indiana is, is not the lack of food, it's the lack of access to food. We're in the breadbasket, right? We've got lots of of, uh, different types of food in Indiana. We're an agricultural state. Uh, I think we have some of the largest chicken farms in in the United States. And and you see what great job farmers do. Um, So it's really about trying to bridge that access point. Um, Now, early on in COVID, with the supply chain, it made things difficult to find food. And and so occasionally, you know, maybe you can't find the product that you, one item that you really want. Um, But, man, I'm going to tell you what was the best part of this for COVID was so many folks came together because this issue is bigger than all of us. There's gleaners can't do this alone. Midwest Food Bank can't do this alone. This is a, an issue that requires all of us to work together and we were able to work with some great volunteers and great organizations like Cleaners and Midwest to uh, meet a growing need and now have shifted that into an ongoing program at Shepherd. Let's dig a little bit deeper, Jay. Many of our listeners are surrounded by food stores and have easy access to an amazing variety of of food. Uh, Help us understand why our neighbors struggle to have access. Well, we don't have access to a lot of those stores, or what we do tend to be gas stations or convenience stores where prices are high. And when you have limited dollars, uh, they, the federal government raised the level of SNAP, which, which is good. It hadn't been raised in decades, and, and, and that was a good thing. But um, if you don't have access to the store, it doesn't matter how much is on your SNAP card. Uh, how can we use that and use it uh, well? How do we have access to healthy food? Uh, all of these are challenges that we're trying to address. 
Uh, so just uh, really thankful. Been working with a very good business leader friend of mine, Jeff Smolian, and Jeff and I are working on that. If you have SNAP, which we know as food stamps, you can now work with certain grocery stores to have them delivered, but most of them don't want to deliver into this neighborhood. But if you have WIC, which is women and infant and children, uh, you cannot get it delivered because no one in the federal government thought to include this program where it's primarily single moms with children. They still have to go to the store and use their benefits there. And so appreciate the leadership that, that Jeff is and, and working with our Congressman Carson to try to get the administration to make this change so that uh, part of what we're looking at is uh, if we can uh, get this changed and with SNAP, then work with grocery stores to be the last mile to help our neighbors be able to order items and deliver it to them so that they can spend their food uh, dollars better. And, you know, if you go to a grocery store outside of my neighborhood, um, most folks, the healthiest way to shop is to shop on the outside of the store. Yes. It's when you get in the interior. Well, in my neighborhood, we don't have the opportunity necessarily or the resources to shop on the exterior of the sh- where everything's fresh. Um, and so if and, and it's more expensive here. So if we can help them have access to the same shopping power that you do in your neighborhood, or if we go south or go east or go north, that we could find better deals and then make it so that it's deliverable to their home, we sure help our families. And, and, and so having not just access to food, but access to healthy food is really the challenge. Uh, last month in our conversations on jobs, you you mentioned that transportation is is an obstacle for a lot of people in in Shepherd's neighborhood. Talk about that in terms of access to food. Well, if so, the closest grocery store is a mile north, but it's an hour and a half to two hour bus ride because I have to take the bus down town, then I have to switch up and I have to go up to Tenth Street, then I have to switch up and then I have to go out. And if you have more than two bags on the bus, you have to buy two tickets. And so, you know, if you have any kind of frozen items, any kind of refrigerated items, and, you know, we've just come through a very warm summer, uh, you've got those sitting on the seat next to you. They're not going to be cold when you get home because it's an hour and a half home. And then that's wherever the bus drops you off and how far you have to walk. And so... Uh, access without a vehicle is very difficult. Especially if you have a, maybe a young child or two that you have to take along with you to the store, it just becomes almost impossible. That's why we really think providing transportation is and, and do this delivery is, is uh, part of it. We, we've been working with gleaners for folks who are food insecure, uh, delivering to about 160 homes right now, groceries that come through this program. And uh, my wife and I were delivering some last week and, you know, you're getting milk and you're able to take milk. That's precious. Uh, fresh produce, great items for our families that many times wouldn't have. We took ground beef and those are all precious items. We know if you've been to the grocery lately, milk and ground beef has become very expensive. Yes. So we're, um, we're working with great partners to help that. But then how do we help them spend their money? And it's the same thing. It's going to come somehow we have to solve the transportation issue. You, 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 a little bit earlier, you mentioned WIC and you mentioned SNAP or food stamps. Um, help listeners understand those are those are you know important government programs, but help listeners understand why that's not enough. Why 
private ministries, uh, private organizations have to step in to help? Well, the the financial breakdown ha- isn't very strong. And if you're a single person, you don't get very much. And, um, and so it is also a challenge if you're the working poor. And we have this thing called the welfare cliff that if you are working and you're bringing much income in, you lose everything. There's no graduated... Uh, process for them. So a lot of folks who are really trying to provide for their family and work lose all of these benefits. And so um, they need help. But the amount of of food stamps isn't equitable to the need for a family of, say, four. It's it's well below what the um, national average, probably about half of what the normal food uh, costs would be. But you're also, it's more expensive in this neighborhood. You've already talked a little bit about food deserts, the absence of, of grocery stores in uh, the core urban part of, of the city. Um, is there any hope for that? Is there hope for a retail solution, a business solution? Well, I think we're seeing, as we have talked about before, Tim, that technology is changing the need for bricks and sticks. And so uh, I will probably shop for Christmas and never step foot in a store, right? Mm-hmm and buy for my bride, I buy for my kids, my grandkids, um, and uh, you know, you go online. We have to figure out how to help our neighbors be able to have that same access. And, and so I keep coming back to, so then Shepherd's job is to solve that transportation. How do we be the last mile? How can we say to XYZ grocery store, if you get them, we'll come pick it up and we'll take it to their home for them. Um, and and try to figure that out. Uh, how do we help a single mom who's getting WIC to be able to order it and us get it for them and, and bring it to their homes? I've learned a lot um, in this last 17 months, 18 months of COVID on front porches of our neighbors and lots of relationships as we've been able to take food. Uh, it's a powerful moment when you're on someone's porch to hear from them and to know that food opens the door and we can bring a vast array of other services to, to those families as well. Uh, you mentioned while we were talking about the pandemic, the, the great support that Shepherd's Partners provided during that really challenging time. Uh, Alanco, for example, was one of those great partners. Um, talk about the role of the private sector, of the business community and other organizations in, in helping support neighbors. Yeah, I think there's so many ways that companies like Elanco uh, can help, whether it's uh, encouraging their employees to volunteer, whether it's through donations, or whether it's through their vocation and what they do, and to help increase the production and, and the work they do in the poultry, and then the, the, the relationships of knowing that because of, a, of leadership at Elanco has introduced to us this program called Hatch, and so we're getting eggs, and that's a great, great protein to get into the homes of our families. And uh, early on, Elanco helped us put together with some Indiana farmers uh, these breakfast bags that our families had never had uh, so much meat and those types of items. And it was a great benefit early on to encourage our families, but to help us continue to grow and serve not that we want to always be their free grocery store, uh, but in the times of emergency, you need to pivot and meet the very basic of needs, but then to help them uh, continue to grow in their de- uh, independence and help them know how to spend their money better. How can uh, potential new partners get involved? Well, 
there's always the need. I We have a, a business leader who he donates ground beef to us, and that's a precious commodity. And I saw it firsthand. I texted him the other night. I said, Jane and I, my wife, we were delivering, and, and people were just so excited to get that beef. And the one lady was telling us what she was going to fix. Um, she was so excited. And, and so maybe someone has access to items like that that they want to donate. Maybe someone has extra produce or you know uh maybe they're gonna have uh corn that uh this time of year that they want to donate for us to to share um and maybe someone has a business idea maybe someone has a uh idea to say here's how we can solve that last mile and we're, we're now in november with thanksgiving coming up soon and christmas not far behind um i'm sure there's a need uh, for not just businesses, but for lots of individuals, families to get involved. Yeah, there's plenty of ways we'll be distributing food. We partner with Moselle Sanders on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we'll be providing a Thanksgiving meal to all of the families in our program the weekend before. We'll be providing for Christmas meals as well as our normal delivery to about 160 families and then our food pantry where we help about another 40 to 50 families each weekend. So before we wrap up, I just want to make sure, because I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners are struggling to understand the disconnect between living in a land of so much plenty, which you mentioned earlier, and the fact that we have so many neighbors who are going hungry. How, how does this happen in, in our country? Well, I think it's a variety of issues, and it's, it's so many things that have made it difficult. It's the lack of transportation. It's the lack of stores in this area. Um, it's you know, cooking's a lost art, right? I was watching uh, on TV. There's a thing now where I can put something in this special machine and I scan something and it knows how long to cook it exactly at what temperature and the machine does it all. And I thought there used to be a day when I knew how to put the Pop-Tart in the, <laughs> the toaster and thought I was pretty advanced. But um, it is, uh, um, many of those things uh, are things that our neighbors maybe don't know, don't have access to. Um, and so uh, it, it's it's a different time than when I grew up. Um, yes. And so we, we have a lot of opportunity and a lot of responsibility to help bridge the gap uh, and to help our neighbors be able to access and build that access. Yes. Not that you're endorsing Pop-Tarts. Oh, I absolutely do. <laughs> They're well, like the whole food pyramid. <laughs> if it's cherry, that's that's fruit, and the grain is, you know, the, the crust is grain, and then the dairy topping. I think it's like the whole food pyramid in that little silver package. Oh, my. I've set him off. I think that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> yep. um, we are talking about nutritious food today. No, uh, that's true. <laughs> so, Jay, thank you so much for sharing your, your insights on this, and um, we really appreciate you being available to talk, and we thank you listeners for listening to us weigh in on this topic you know it's such an important issue such a complex set of issues and and we really do need help our neighbors need your help as we head into the holidays and so you can go to the shepherd community website uh, to learn more about how you can help uh, neighbors in need uh, and join us next month as we move into december and we talk about christmas at shepherd yep that's great thank you tim thank you